Brothers and sisters in Christ, last Sunday morning, Pastor John took us to the Valley of Elah, where the Philistines were lined up on one hill and the Israelites on the other side, with the valley lying between them. And rather than just attack each other as armies, it was custom for ancient armies to allow a fight between champions to decide the outcome of the battle. And so there was Goliath, a Philistine champion, with his brazen shouts, This day I defy the ranks of Israel. And for 40 days, morning and evening, Goliath came forth and challenged Israel and challenged Israel's God. And then along came David, little brother to three of Saul's soldiers. He came to bring provisions for his brothers. He saw Goliath, and as we know in the story, he said that he would fight him. And as Pastor John said, David went against the expected order of things, and rather than fight Goliath with a sword, he took a slingshot and he shot Goliath in the forehead. And Goliath fell down. And to prove that the Philistine was indeed dead, David decapitated his enemy, held up the head for all to see, and the war had been decided. What a story! But remember, as we heard the story, what Pastor John said about who was who. Unlike what many may think, we're not David slaying our giants. But we're Saul's army, too weak to challenge Goliath, too weak to hold our own even for a moment. David was a picture of Jesus, so to speak. He was going forth in the strength of the Lord. It was really a battle between the Lord and and between the Lord's enemy. And all Saul's army could do was stand in a line and witness the victory God gave them through his servant, his David. This was a whole lot like when the Israelites came to the Red Sea with the sea in front of them and the Egyptians behind them. They were filled with fear, too weak to hold their own even for a moment. At that time, you may remember your Bible from Exodus, Moses encouraged the people by telling them not to be afraid. Stand firm, he said, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. And then the Lord led the people through the dry land, on dry land, through the sea, and the hosts of Pharaoh were destroyed. So if we go back to the valley of Elah, we hear, stand firm, army of Saul, be still and see the deliverance the Lord will bring today. In each situation and in so many other stories throughout the Old Testament, all God's people could do was simply bear witness to what was happening. And can you imagine how many jaws must have dropped on Israel's side of the valley when Goliath fell face down? If they had cell phones and the tweets and the texts would have carried the news throughout the land, hashtag giant slain or, or something like that. In the absence of electronic devices, once they returned home, they must have told what they had witnessed to anyone and everyone who cared to listen. And the story spread like wildfire. No wonder that when they were returning home from the killing of Goliath, 
that people came to meet them with singing and with dancing and with joyful songs and with tambourines and lutes. Saul has slain his thousands, David his tens of thousands. The soldiers had witnessed the salvation of the Lord and they shared. They couldn't keep their mouths shut. Now sharing that news in Israel was not a problem. They would be slapped on the back and they would say, yes, this is great. But had they gone to the Philistine territory and said, oh, by the way, we slayed Goliath, they would have been in deep trouble and they would have been in danger. So keep that in mind. Now go with me forward to the book of Acts in the New Testament and think of the disciples for a moment, too weak to hold their own even for a moment, which is, by the way, why they were hiding in the upper room, and this is also why we pray, deliver us from evil in the Lord's Prayer. Well, just before Jesus ascended into heaven, he said to his disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. Witnesses to what? Well, they had witnessed his life, his suffering, his trial. They had witnessed his crucifixion and his death. But even more importantly, they had witnessed his resurrection from the dead. Jesus appeared to them and proved to them that he was alive. They had witnessed his victory over sin and Satan and death itself. Too weak to hold their own even for a moment, they could only stand back and watch for fear of their own lives. They didn't necessarily understand everything that was happening, but they did watch. And watching gave them a task empowered by the Holy Spirit. They were not to just see what was going on and leave it at that. No, they were, going, they were supposed to go and tell about what they saw. And that telling was to begin in Jerusalem and then go beyond that to Judea and Samaria and then to the very ends of the earth. They were to tell the story at home, then nationally, and then internationally. That's what we read about in the book of Acts. It starts in Jerusalem. It ends in Europe. But in Acts, witnessing is not just simply telling a story about what one has seen, like a witness to a hockey game or an accident simply reports the news without any consequences. Actually, being a witness in terms of Acts 1 verse 8 carries with it a certain amount of danger. The word for witnessing is literally translated martyr. And a martyr is someone who will stand up for the truth even if their very life is on the line. You'll be my witnesses, my martyrs, said Jesus to his followers. In a world distorted and affected by sin, in a world filled with treachery and hatred and distrust and rebellion and death and war and destruction, the Lord has given us his Holy Spirit and called us to declare what we know about the rightful owner of this world, even if it means opposition. In a world filled with falsehood and deceit and corruption and injustice and messed up priorities, those who have seen the salvation of the Lord in Christ are called upon to take the witness stand and speak the truth, speak for justice, even if it means opposition. 
In a world filled with darkness, God has called upon his children to let his light shine even if the darkness continues to challenge. And in the midst of a graceless world, God's children are called upon to be gracious even if that grace is rejected. The story that we're called upon to proclaim is that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life because he won the victory over death. Jesus is Lord of all. You will be my witnesses. In other words, tell the world what you have heard and what you have seen concerning me, said Jesus. Of course, such witnessing, such telling goes beyond simply saying words. It includes living for Jesus, living in such a way that our actions match our words. But remember, this is not always easy. There may be a cost and there's going to be challenges to what we say and do. The point is being a witness means more than simply saying, I love Jesus or I believe in Jesus. It means we ought to be shining the light of the gospel or bring the gospel to bear on all that we do. That we seek to shine a light in the darkness in spite of the fact that the darkness may seek to put out that light. In and of ourselves, we're too weak to do any of this. We cannot go in our own power. We need the Lord's presence and the Lord's strength to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria and to the ends of the earth but the Lord has poured out his Holy Spirit upon the church. This morning we're going to be hearing some statements from very various members of this congregation who have involved themselves in some sort of specific mission work. We're going to be moving from the local to the national to the international involvements. But witnessing goes beyond special trips. It is to be part and parcel of our everyday lives empowered by, the, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is Lord. And like David with Goliath, he went ahead of us. He changed the rules. He died and rose again from the dead. Hence, Jesus is Lord. That's our proclamation. That's why we involve ourselves with the gospel. We may face opposition, and probably will, but opposition cannot change what we know and what we have seen. And so go from this place. Go, children of the Lord. Go in his strength, for you have seen the salvation of our God given to us in Christ Jesus our Lord. Go and tell what you have seen. Stand firm. In the Lord our God. Amen.